the Sydney Roosters. for Victor Radley and he sends it back for Keary who's going to kick over the top and Manu is unmarked and the ball bounces perfectly electric footy from the Roosters Our mighty Cox took the trip up the M1 to Industry Group Stadium to take on a very spirited Canterbury Bulldogs. With a new coach this year, the Bulldogs proving they wanted to be the dogs of war. Well, a war it was, and a war of attrition, as it was try for try. Everything Teddy did, the Fox said, well, I can go one better, and there was a real battle of the speedsters out there. Well, Teddy proved he might have had a tough week in Origin campaign, but he was back, baby, back as a leader, back as the footballer we know him. The Roosters, well, we debuted two young names and stars of the future, and a pretty handy game on the wing by Junior Ponga, and not to mention Sandon Smith, that that's right, I said Sandon, not Brandon. Sandon Smith, well, he's a local boy, and what a great story, Silky. He really, really proved himself as a hooker of the future. Well, as the game lay in the balance, it was try for try, and it looked like our roosters were going to have their hearts broken, and then, of course, we crossed the line. But it was Cool Hand Luke who iced the game, who just looked at the hooker and said, hey, diddle diddle, I'm going to put this through the middle. Give me the ball, and that he did. And that's all she wrote, 25-24. I can safely say Coach Robinson, well, he lost a couple of fingernails. If they play like that, he might lose some hair. Silky. Roosters fans, welcome to another week of Roosters Radio. We're back in the winner's circle and it's great to be there. Well, good afternoon and welcome to this week's Roosters Radio. And Bush, I have to say, uh, you're spot on in your analysis there. Both teams going try for try. A couple of fortuitous bounces for the Bulldogs led to points uh, early in the match. But as you said, James Tedesco stood up. When the chips have been down all week, he's come under plenty of pressure uh, across different spectrums of the media and Blues fans all week, and really, he turned it on, and we saw the Teddy of old. Silky, absolutely. You know, he played an origin game of 80 minutes last week, regardless of performance and everyone's critique of Teddy. He played the full 80 minutes. He scores two tries. Could have been a third if we didn't have that he set uh, up a couple. disrupted. He sets up Junior Ponga uh, to, right up the middle there with another beautiful run, and I think we saw... Teddy afterwards explain where he's been, what's been going on. Look, we're all behind Teddy. We never bag our skipper and we will not on this show. But I will say lots of fans have been out there saying all sorts of things. He's copped a bit of a, uh, you know, bagging. Hiding, Bush. Oh, hiding. He's copped a hiding in the paper. And I love the resilience and I love what he said after the game that he, he's got back to being a footballer, not so much the overwhelming of, you know, leader of New South Wales, leader of the Roosters. Been a really tough month. And you know what they say? Form is temporary, class is permanent, and he showed what a classy player he is. And one of my favourite, and I think you taught me this one, is never doubt a champion, Bush. Absolutely. I don't know if I taught it to you. It's not mine, but uh, I'll tell you what, Teddy just really turned it on. And that sort of leadership also transpired across into the forwards. I love when JWH starts the game. He just it's an sets, enigma, mate. It's an enigma, mate. He sets a platform. He's such a leader. He's just someone that everyone wants to follow. You know when he's there. I knew when he ran out, I, I, I turned to my family or watching on TV and said, we're going to win this. He took on Tavita Pengai and they clashed and it was the old bull and the young bull coming together and eventually Tavita will tell that story. But I can tell you right now, 
you know, his leadership, the way he took the ball up, you know, that sets a platform for Matt Lodge to come on. I think Lindsay backing up for an origin. Brilliant. You know, what a great play. He did really well. I've got to give a rap to our debutant, Silky. Junior Ponga and Sandon Smith really come out there and look like long-term roosters in their first game. Great story for Sandon, local junior from the King Cumber Colts, and you could see the emotion afterwards, his family, friends, uh, loved ones and close mates, but also himself. It was a really beautiful day. Well, Bush, I'm glad you bring up young Sandon Smith because we're going to get him on the show today. I thought, as you rightfully said there, there's some really great images uh, caught by Roosters TV there and Benno's. We should give him a shout-out. Seeing what it meant for him to make his debut up there at the Central Coast in front of his family. Uh, I'm really keen to ask him about that because he's been in the system since, I think, about 2018. He played Matthew Shield for the Central Coast Roosters. You'll probably recall the Roosters fans. Yeah, the Centurions, yep. Yeah, so he went through the, the Central Coast Roosters. Come through the system. Centurions. He was uh, voted at probably our best player of the SG Ball a couple of years ago. So he's a... I dare say he's probably one of the original Central Coast Roosters that we've developed throughout our you know system. Uh, and there's a few of them in that team. Young Moriarty's another one playing reserve grade. There's a few different Central Coasties um, that are applying their trade at the Roosters. And we should give a mention to John Strange, who's been the guy that orchestrated a lot of those young players playing for the Roosters and, you know, the success that we're seeing is off the back of him. Yeah, absolutely. And Strange, you're doing such a wonderful job with the, uh, you know, Sydney Roosters NRL women's team. And But you know what? He's always had a keen eye on the talent up there for the Roosters and had absolutely. so much to do with their development. And let's focus a bit on Junior Ponga. And I think it would be remiss if we didn't mention what a great debut, Silky. He made one error. We yeah. all saw that. And you know what? He just composed himself, got up, put his hand up, said, boys, I'll make up for it. And didn't he? What? He showed some skill. He showed some speed. Took plenty of high balls under pressure. He did take some. He looked like he'd been there before. And, you know, got to give him a big rap. And he is a player of the future. And I thought it meant a lot to him when he scored the try, you know, supporting Teddy through the middle. You could see how much, just by the way, he leapt under the post and a big smile on his face. You could could tell it meant a lot. I think he played a couple of uh, first grade games for the Tigers, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, look, he's been killing it in the lower grades. Mm. So uh, hopefully he can cement that spot, obviously. Uh, He's a try-scoring machine in the lower grades. Yeah, Yeah. Suwali's out for a couple of weeks now uh, due to that knee race. So he'll keep that spot on the wing. Also want to give a rap to Corey Allen playing at number four. Now, most people remember he played a bit of outside centre at the at the Bunnies when, uh, a few years back. I think he, he may have even played for Queensland in that position. And I thought he played very good on that right side as well. Yeah, no, Corey Allen was strong the other day. And I, I will say to you that it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting as we start to get a few back from injury. And, you know, we've got a few out with Origin coming up. And, you know, we've got a, with Joey Sawali now with the suspension. It's going to be interesting again to see what Coach Robinson does with our squad and moves them around. So good to have JWH back. And got to give Luke Keary a bit of a wrap. Oh, he's brilliant again. Once again, Luke's going to the line, final line. Finding the football Throwing that Luke the dummy, was. Running. 18-19, vintage Luke Keary. And he's just got so much experience. And he's still got a bit of, t- bit of pace. And Bush, another person I wouldn't mind giving a rap to is young Jake Turpin. Not a lot's been said about Jake as he's played a fair bit of first grade this year. But I think, you know, with Brandon Smith out, he's trying to make that number nine his own. We're, we're kind of going with two small nines or, you know, in the old days, halfbacks. But they're getting quick service to, to our playmakers. And I think you can see with the service that Kiri got on the weekend. With both Sandon Smith and Getting him on the front foot. But I'll also say, mate, they're making the tackles like Jake Friend as well. So Friendy must be doing a little bit of work with them because they're sort of in that friend mould. And I really like what I'm seeing. So, you know, it's it's hard to shore good up. question for uh, young Sandon. I'm going to have to ask him that if uh, Friendy's been involved. Yeah, well, that's a good question. So I'd love to hear from what he's got to say. And uh, look, Silky, right across the park, I think we're really strong. And yeah, it was a bit of a nail-biter. But it was nice to see Kiri just slot that field goal because I think we deserve to win. And look, 
Hats off to the dogs, you know. I think a lot of Roosters fans made the mistake of seeing the Bulldogs for what they've had some lean years over the last couple of years. They're a different team. So why? what I'm talking about the dogs for, and I know you don't like when I talk about opposition, they were formidable. They were formidable. We didn't just come up against a side that we should have beaten. We come up against a good football side. So what Roosters fans need to remember is, mate, from from the Fox to their 5-8, you know, to Burton with those wobbly kicks that every time he tested yeah. us, they're actually a good team. So we didn't just have a win. We had a good win over a tough side, and that makes a big difference where we're headed because Coach Robinson come on this very podcast a couple of weeks ago. We know he's been experimenting with Mano at 5-8 and different things, and we know that, you know, Sammy Walker's out. I'm really looking forward to see what the next four to six weeks holds. And I think between injury, origin, different selections, I think we're going to put a couple of wins together and I think it's going to be a great period for the Roosters. Well, we said on last week's show, after the bye, if they could win these five, it puts them in a real good position as we head in towards the finals. Don't forget, mate, with five wins, I mean, the Panthers are leading the comp with eight wins. We're three wins away from being at the top of the table and there's a couple of those games there. We know we coulda, shoulda, woulda. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, uh, look... As they say, no comps are won in February or May. And, you know, the comp starts in February. You know, they don't win them in May either. So we are building. So for the Roosters fans out there, I think the other day what I saw from my armchair, and I'm an armchair critic like you, is we did see the Roosters turn the corner with attitude, with defence, and I think they strung some really good attack together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Bush. Now, as we go to the first break, just a quick shout-out to the latest three players to wear the red, white and blue. Of course, Nathan Brown, player number 1216, Junior Ponga, 1217, and the man that we'll be talking to after the break, Sandon Smith, player number 1218. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, welcome back to Roosters Radio. And, Paddy, one of the highlights for me last Sunday watching our boys play uh, in that gallant victory over the Bulldogs, it was actually after the match. Our great mate Benno has had the camera out and was capturing our guest, who was a proud Central Coast boy. In fact, he's probably the first developed rooster that uh, the club has had, who's come through all the pathways. They've had big raps on him for a long time, and he got to finally make his debut in front of his home crowd. Sandon Smith, welcome to Roosters Radio for the very first time. Thanks for having me on, mate. Your story is a really interesting one because for the Roosters fans that have been long-time supporters, we've known that we've had a bit of influence on the Central Coast and we go back all the way to 2018, 2019 when you signed as a 15-year-old. Can you tell us a bit about that story? Yeah, the um, the Roosters, right up through when I was coming through around that age, 15, 16, that was when the Roosters, the pathway of the Central Coast sort of started um, through John Strange there and so I was sort of my age group we were sort of the first ones to sort of start start coming through there and yeah it, w- it was awesome and to to be able to debut there right in front of my home crowd it was absolute dream come true it was unreal so you're a King Cumber cult yeah King Cumber cult that's right and then you played Roosters Centurions or Central Coast Cent- what were they called back then I can't remember yeah, that's, so it was Roosters mate I might have been the first Harold Matt said, we might have been the first year where it actually changed to the Central Coast Roosters from and, the Centurions. Yeah. And that's right, and he started wearing Roosters yep. clobber, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then from there, you've played SG Ball and you went through all the ranks. I think you were Rising Star one year, you are Best in Fairest a couple of other years. So the, the journey has been a prolific one. But to get to that point where only two weeks ago, you're still playing reserve grade. In fact, I remember watching you playing over in New Zealand, reserve grade. Robbo taps you on the shoulder. What did he say? Um, he, he actually kept it pretty quiet from me through the week. Uh, obviously, the team list got named on Tuesday, wasn't sort of in there. And then on Wednesday, was here all morning having meetings and stuff, still nothing. So 
I didn't think anything of it. And then I went onto the field and he, he sort of just tapped me on the shoulder and just said, congratulations, you're going to make your debut this week. And uh, I was pretty speechless. I couldn't believe it. Like I was sort of caught a bit off guard. I, I didn't really, after that, sort of not not knowing. And then, yeah, it was awesome, mate. And it was a pretty emotional week and nervous week. But to, to be able to do it was, it was awesome, mate. Obviously a great feeling, as you mentioned, but what what was the feeling to be able to do it for the Roosters? I mean, playing your whole junior clubs through them, like you said, they set up a, a whole kind of camp down there and you're one of the first people to go through that. What did it mean to put on the actual Roosters jersey and do it for that club? Yeah, awesome, mate. Like like I said, especially it's a massive credit to John Strange there, so he, it's a credit to him what he's done for the for the Central Coast and the Roosters there with that connection. But yeah, the, it was a an absolute honour to put on the Roosters jersey. You know, we know the foundation and... What's um what the club's been through all over the since the foundation club so it was awesome mate loved it loved every minute of it and then what about for your friends and family like Silky mentioned in the intro there some great footage of all your friends and your family there I was lucky enough to watch a good mate of mine last Friday debut for for another club and you know it's it was special for me as well getting to to watch him play with him growing up and see him go through all that hard work what did it mean to your friends and family oh they, they were feeling the same as me mate they loved it um I actually had a mate. He was over in America with a family, and he um booked a flight home. No way. Yeah. Um, he booked a flight home that 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 day when I told him. So just on his own, so he'd come back, and he was there. And nah, it meant so much to all the boys. They were pumped. It was it was one of the best days of my life. Like I said, give him a shout out, <laughs> yeah, Zach Healy. There we go. Zach, Zach, well done, mate. <laughs> now the game itself, you played eighteen minutes um in the middle. Now you've played a lot of halves, bit of fullback, but to play in the hooking role. In the middle, I dare say, probably the first time. How was it? Yeah, no, it was good. I, I played there the week before in reserve grade. There, Robbo sort of gave me a run there, and um, yeah, it's it's a tester on the lungs for sure. I've never have not used to making that many tackles, but um, no, I love it. And having the boys around me, like Jared and Lindsay, and those experienced blokes around me, it was that was awesome. They were a massive support and help uh, all through the weekend in the game. Any um, conversations with Friendy? I know he's around the club. You, did uh, Friendy pull you aside and have a chat with you? Yeah, definitely. We, we had a few chats there earlier in the week and before the game. And again, he was he, very supportive and anything I needed, he was there. To, and I had a few questions for him about the hooker role, like you're saying. I'm new to it there, but yeah, he was awesome. He was and, the sh- and the shoulders? Because, I mean, if you're going to be like Friendy, it's 50 tackles a week. You ready for that? Yeah, we'll, we'll, build, <laughs> we'll build up to that one. We'll, we'll, we'll build up to that one. What is the step up like? I mean, obviously the comps form, so you go from reserve grade and make a smooth transition, but you listen to so many people who, who play their first game and it kind of shocks them a little bit. What do you think the main differences were? Um, I think just definitely the speed of it, like being in the middle there, you, you're up and then you're getting back and as soon as you're getting back, you've got to be ready to get up and turn around and get up again and just that repetitive quickness, getting back up, back up and... Yeah, no, obviously then the physical side as well, but I think mainly the, the speed of the game, just especially in the middle of there, getting back, and you can't you can't clock off for a second. Talking about the speed of the game, that uh, option to go right on the short side with a few minutes to go, whose call was that? Uh, I don't know, I'll, you have to talk to Ted about that one, but <laughs> I think we're both on the same page there. We, we've both sort of seen the same thing, and I sort of just got in there and pushed him out so to give us an extra number, so no, nah, it worked out well. Because I think that's one of the things that you can bring to that role, mate. The, the week before against Newdown, we were getting pumped by quite a few, I think, at half time, And I think you had four tries assists that week. So being a half, playing heads-up football, you, you can see things a little bit different than your traditional nines, right? Yeah, for sure. I think it sort of works hand-in-hand, hand, you know. Like half, we we want to see the same things out there, the halves and hookers, and, and being in that, that half role most of my life. I'm able to sort of see see what I want and like what the halves want from a hooker, being a half there. So, no. Nah. 
It's good. You've touched on Johnny Strange a couple of times, and most Roosters fans would be familiar with Strange. He's, of course, our, our women's coach, and he's had a lot to do with rugby league on the coast, but I dare say quite a bit of a mentor to you. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, he, he brought us all in at about 15, 16 there, and he, he's worked with us for many years on the coast there and made the transition from the coast up here, very down here, down here. Very, yeah. very, very, very easy, very easy. No, nah, he's been... An, Awesome, awesome for all us boys in the coast, and I'm sure for many years to come he will be. And I can tell you are a proud coastie. There's a quite a few coming through the ranks. Uh, who else have we got to look forward to in years to come? Yeah, well, we definitely got a big crew here now. We've got yeah. like Connor and BT, and then a few boys, Tom Deakin and um, that. And the Moriarty. Young, Moriarty in the in the young grades. Um, who younger? We got our my mate roommate Phoenix Steinway. He's playing. Yep. He's just transitioning reserve grade there. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of talent down there. I can't name any names right off the top of my head now, but there's there's a lot of talent down there, and they just got to now through this pathway. I think it's um you start seeing some more come through. Well, we talk to a lot of our players, and I'll give you an example. If we talk to say Satili or Toops, we know that the Polynesian players hang out together. Yeah, you, you know we talk. You, you just mentioned there the Coasties. He's a tight little unit amongst the Roosters here. Is all stick together? Yeah, I think we look look out for each other. The coast is there. We um, like you said, we carpooled for many years down there, and from like SG ball in the twenties, there was I think there was a point there we had we had two carfuls going down. So nah, we're um, it's a good bunch of lads coming from the coast, and yeah, we stick together. You obviously got a bit more time on your hands, not commuting there and back. I know a few of the boys are keen golfers. Go down to Bondi on the grass. You know what? What's your go to away from footy down in Sydney? Yeah, probably golf's one of the, one thing at the moment I'm trying to get into. It's a it's a hard game yeah, to start. It's a, it's a frustrating, frustrating game, but um, nah, that's a, it's definitely a good way to, to get out and get your mind off things and just get out in the sun and have a hit. But um, yeah, probably go off at the moment. And also, mate, I know away from football, you're studying. Tell us a bit about what you're uh, doing out at UNSW. Yeah, I just uh, as soon as I left school, I uh, enrolled there doing a construction management property course. So I'm just doing that part time at the moment, just sort of getting that done while I, while I got the spare time, like you said. So, nah, it's good. Still loving it. Have you spoke to Lindsay Collins about that? I think he's doing the same course, probably a couple of years in front of you. But I know he's uh, very keen on that uh, topic as well. Yeah, we, we've had a, a little chat, and he, I think he goes out the site. He started to do some stuff where he goes out to the site now. So I think uh, something I'd like to do eventually, where I can be able to one day a week maybe go out and get some experience out on site there. So nah, he's doing well. I think he loves it. And is that a prerequisite for all? Junior players who are in the system, they've got to be studying or they've got, they've got to have a job or a trade or something like that? Yeah, I think it is. It's prerequisite. Uh, you need to be either studying or a trade or going to TAFE or something like that, which is good. So you always should have something there as a backup on the side there, yeah. Mate, we're a few days after the football now and you probably you know got over the excitement. How does it feel in, in reflection now when you're looking back and you see what you've been able to achieve, which has been you know best part of seven or eight years of hard work? Yeah, no, nah, amazing, mate. I am... Um, I look, I look back on it as um, the other day, and I mean last night, and it was awesome. Like just to see how it couldn't have went better. I said to my family and my friends, like I honestly, I I don't know if there's anything that could have made that day more better. Like just the everything about it was perfect, and to get the win too, that was just an just a bonus and yeah, awesome mate, day. Maybe throw the dummy and go yourself. As well, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I said, mate. Maybe meat pies, the, the the only thing. But other than that, that would have been that would have been that would have absolute topped it off. But yeah, no, nah, absolute amazing day. Moving forward to Saturday night, seven forty-five p.m. against the Penrith Panthers back here at Allianz Stadium. What's the team got to do to match one of the benchmark teams in the comp? 
Yeah, definitely. They're one of the benchmarks uh, teams at the moment. Um, we'll definitely have to be on. We'll have to work hard through the week and uh, watch some video and see what we have to do. But yeah, we, we'll definitely have to turn up and hopefully we can do that for the home crowd and avenge sort of what happened a few weeks ago against against the same side. Sam, the last question, mate. To any of those young players out there that might be playing for the Wyong Roos or the King Cumber Colts, probably, you know, 12, 13 years of age, that was you once upon a time, trying to fulfil the dream of playing first grade. What's your message to them? Um, yeah, just just keep working hard, you know. Like, it, you can definitely see that there's a, there's an avenue there for the Coasties now. And, um, no, nah, just put your head down and keep working hard. And, you know, it's, it's definitely can happen. So you, you, you'll get there, boys, one day if you just keep working hard. Dreams do come true, eh? They do. They definitely do. Well, mate, congratulations on your debut. Uh, Long may your form continue. We look forward to seeing you or seeing more of you in first grade and best of luck with the rest of the year. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. Bush, I don't know about you, but when I'm tonguing for a schooner, I go down to the Clovelly Hotel. With happy hour, Monday to Friday, 4 to 7, I can wrap me laughing gear around one of my favourite icy cold beverages. And who can forget... Monday night, kids eat free. You're beauty. So head on down to the Chloe, your home of sport in the East. Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Silky, uh, yourself and Pat, the producer, great interview with Sandon Smith. Yeah, really enjoyed talking to young Sandon. You could see how passionate he was and what it meant to him to be able to, you know, make his debut in front of his family and friends and special shout out to Zach who flew all the way from the US just to watch his mate play football. That's commitment. That's what mates are all about. Well, he calls it on uh, Roos's website, if you go to the news and click on the link, he calls it the best day of his life, you know, and got to give our, you know, media department, Brad Humphrey, Benno's and the entire team a big rap for just keeping the fans with so much great content. So for all your latest Roosters content, get on to roosters.com.au and click on the news link. You'll also find our podcast in there as well, Silky. Absolutely. Now, Bush, we've got a big announcement to make and something pretty close to your heart. Absolutely, Silky. The Sydney Roosters will host their third instalment of the prestigious Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, proud to say that my grandfather's a member of the Hall of Fame and uh, something very, very fond for our family and a beautiful memory and so a great honour. Well, there's only nine uh, players that have been inducted thus far. Do you want to have a run through of who they are? Absolutely. Have a go. Have a crack. Arthur Beetson, Brad yep. Fittler, Dick Dunn. Yeah, that's three. Um, Ron Coote. Yeah, four. Russell Fairfax. No. Ooh. Go to the oldies. Who are the oldies? Yeah, uh, Ray Steer, Dave yep, Brown. Ray Steer, Dave Brown, yeah. At six. Yeah. Come on. Oh, jeez, you got me Who's now. the original rooster? Dally Messenger. Dally Messenger, seven. Seven from nine. Oh, man, you got me. Your hero growing up? Kevin Hastings. Kevin Hastings. And the lucky last. He was a player in the 50s, but a coach. Jack Gibson. That's the nine. Now, Bush, tickets go on sale next Wednesday, the 14th of June, and they're going to sell fast for the instalment of the prestigious Hall of Fame. Now, there's going to be more details to come, but uh, and to learn more, you'll be able to head over to the Roosters website or just jump on the app and register your interest. But this is going to be a night of nights, 4th of August. Absolutely. At a venue to be disclosed. But look, I think if you go back at some of the great Roosters of yesteryear, and they're going to add maybe half a dozen, I don't know yet, but if you think about it, maybe... Maybe a few more, maybe a few less. But if you think about it, if I put you on the spot, who would you pick as your three 
to go into the Hall of Fame? You'd have to say Russell Fairfax, Hugh McGarn, and in the more modern times, Mini and then Rico, because or Rico yeah. then Mini. And a bit of a smoky there, Silky, might be Ian Schubert, you know what I mean? The great Shoe, he's done a lot in the club, yeah. on and off the field. So, you know, they're all greats, they're all played uh, and coached and administered and been on boards and, you know, ambassadors and everything for this club and the great servicemen. So the only player that I have on my list that you haven't, he was a player and a coach, and he's a long time before us, the great Arthur Pony Halloway. I think he played in the early 1900s. He coached, I think, our first three-peat in the like 1910s or 20s, and then he came back in the 40s, I think, and coached maybe when your grandfather was playing. Yeah. So I, I think he'd be a big chance, Pony Halloway, but I like the other players you, you've added. But um, look, the, the the members will be able to, or the, or the fans will be able to have a say Absolutely. in this. But the event itself is going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, 4th of August, and the tickets will sell fast. So head over to the Roosters website or get on the app for more details. Absolutely. What a night it'll be. We'll be going. Can't wait. Now, Bush, let's look at Saturday night here at Allianz. 7.45 kickoff. Roosters taking on a depleted Panthers. How do you see it? This is how I see it, Silky. It's a night for redemption. We've had an up and down season. We've had injury. We've had, uh, you know, players in different positions, some experiments, if you will. We've probably not made a good account of ourselves on some of the games by the player standards. They've said that, you know. So I think there's an opportunity. I don't care the Panthers are depleted. There's an opportunity for two points, and I think Coach Robertson's going to have our team ready and raring to go. Um, we do know that you know Panthers are clearless, which is um, you know going to be good for us. It's going to be great for us, and let's take advantage of that. And I think. I think if you look back at 2018, we had a similar situation. I can't think of the team, but I will say this. I remember the press conference and they said to Robbo afterwards, you know, well, you know, you played a bit of an understrength side, uh, depleted by injury. He said, well, if you can't take advantage of those opportunities, when can you? And that's the attitude that you're going with on Saturday night. Score prediction? Yeah, Roosters 22, Panthers 16. Wow, tight one. Look, I feel like the Roosters need to watch the video of the last game against the Penrith because I have to say they put on a masterclass of, of turning the ball inside and changing the direction yeah. and if we got found out. Let's be plain and simple, right? Absolutely. So uh, hopefully there's a lot of video being watched this week and watching you know the likes of Lulawai and whoever's going to play seven because what they did really well against us a couple of weeks back was turn the ball inside, change the direction of the play. They go from the left to the right. And, and it just took a toll on us and we and we couldn't combat it. So hopefully we can get our defensive structures right. Well, we should also mention congratulations to two club legends and great mates of ours, Boydie Cordner and Jake Friend, who are now officially the defensive coaches of our club. And, you know, those two blokes together, well, they didn't miss too many tackles. No so, way. And what I do love is that, they're you know, they're not far removed from the game, from the way the defensive structures and played and attacking styles. So I think they'll really have a finger on the pulse. And I, as a Roosters fan, am delighted to see both Friendy and Boyd, you know, getting their hands dirty, rolling the sleeves up and getting back involved in a game that unfortunately was taken away from way too quickly. But having said all that, if we get our attack right, we get our defence right, we can win this match. Don't worry about that. I think Roosters, 18, Penrith, 16. 
Wow, very tight. I like it. I like it. Oh, look, we can't discount the Penrith Panthers and especially the value of their two front rowers. You know, one of the fans said to me that day, if New South Wales had the two front rowers from the Panthers, we might have a different result because they are very good up front, very strong. Oh, James Fisher is great. Right. That is a mouth-watering, a mouth-watering head-to-head. I'm just about to say, so what I can't wait for, JWH and James Fisher-Harris. And, you know, two big, strong Kiwi bulls just going at it, pound for pound, toe-to-toe, and it's going to be exciting. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our very special guest, Sandon Smith. Hope to see you here at Allianz on Saturday night. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. East know how to play the game, they play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game, they give more than their share. They're great to see in action, 